Welcome everybody to Business Geeks Podcast, where we bring you different business, small business related topics week after week after week. And uh, I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and I am joined by my co-hosts, Jennifer Crawford and Samantha Riley. And tonight we have a topic about outsourcing for your business. What is it? How do you get started? How do you get comfortable with it? Because it's it can be a scary thing, especially if you're in a age where you're like you're you might have like one or two or ten people, but they're all with you at your command, at your fingertips are right there. And you're like, how do I incorporate somebody that isn't in in-house, you know, part of the team there every day at you know, day in and day out. And and that's what we are wanna wanna talk about this week. And of course, we have more topics than just uh, outsource, you know, outsourcing for dummies, if you will. Uh, <laughs> we also have our our grinding our gears uh, session, as well as our one cool thing that we will get to later on in this episode, which I will get to talk about why I cried for an hour and twenty minutes straight. So before we get to all of that. Jen, would you like to do the honors or start kicking us off talking about outsourcing your outsourcing your way to success? Yeah, no, that's okay. Outsourcing is the most boring word ever. I wish I had more, you know, zing (laughs) to it. But I think in particular, uh, because we are talking to small business owners, for the most part, we're talking about working with virtual assistants and virtual teams. And you're right, Joe, it's absolutely terrifying to trust your business with somebody for the first time. Any part of it, even the littlest thing can can cause, you know, panic attacks. So, um, so we want to talk about ways to do this less painfully and to sort of get over that fear. You know, you're going to feel it, obviously, for a little bit. Um, but once you get the delegating bug, once you start, you know, working with virtual help and freeing up your time, delegating is addictive. I, I've mm. been there. I, I'm a recovering control freak. So I have been through this process personally. And, and I, you know, I put off, you know, outsourcing for a really long time because I can do everything. As business owners, we have a lot of skills. We can do everything, but we shouldn't. We absolutely shouldn't do everything. So I figured we could kind of start with maybe some signs, symptoms that are telling that you might need to outsource some of your tasks so that you can actually scale or grow your business or just live a lifestyle that is not torturous. So I think Mm. for me, like a top sign that you need to outsource is if your stress level is an eight or above consistently. What do you think about that one? Mm. Yeah, I like that you added consistently to then at the end of that sentence. Because let's face it, being a business owner, an entrepreneur is a roller coaster. It is going to be stressful. So, you know, you are going to have those times. But you're right. If it's if it's constantly sitting at an eight, and if the eight is on the down, you know, and you're going up to a 10 or an 11 out of 10, you know what I'm talking about, right? Then definitely you need to be looking at help because otherwise you're the one, you're the the bottleneck in your business. Yeah. That's a that's a hard thing to admit, right? That's that's uh because we want to do we do want to do it all and we want to be in control. And as I remember, Jen, I was we were talking like a while ago about like, hey, we should totally combine our podcast conferences for a year and like sorry, and then she's like, uh, you know what? Maybe that's not a good idea. I, I'm I, mean, like I hated that idea. I hated it. I said I'm I, I'm I yes, I said you're that. the one that pitched it to me. No, I, I, I well, I floated it, but then when it got more serious, I was like, no, I don't think. I I won't take any offense. It's okay. No, it's it's not. It's more on me. Like, I want to still be friends. (laughs) Well, me too. Me too. Me too. Um, Yeah. I mean, have you ever, has anyone out there ever been so stressed out with your business that it's actually causing you to sweat, like physically sweat? I've been there where you're like Mm. so stressed. It's like, oh, I'm I'm not hot, but I'm sweating. What's (laughs) happening? Because your body actually has a real tangible physical response to stress. And sweating is one of those things, but it's also a precursor to heart disease and depression and all sorts of physical ailments. So, you know, as much as we are dedicated to our businesses, it's, it's just nothing is worth that. So um, outsourcing will save your life. I've said it. (laughs) Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree. 
So, Sam, how have you implemented that over the the last couple of years? So, I think that one of one of the problems that I've seen a lot of people do when I first heard about outsourcing, and I'm talking about, I'm you know specifically we outsource overseas. So I know that you can outsource to someone down the road, or you can outsource to you know to a, a company, for example, that maybe take them on in a, a consulting kind of way. But the first time that I took on my first overseas, or the what I see when people take on their first overseas hire is that they don't know a who to hire they don't know what to give them uh they try and hire a super va you know the one that does the admin the bookkeeping the design work the audio editing the web development the automation like it just let let's just clear that <laughs> off the table right now. There is no one that can do all of that. There is no super VA. Um, and what I saw a lot of people doing was hiring someone because they were so busy. And then what essentially was happening was their new employee was sitting there with nothing to do, twiddling their thumbs because there was no no um, training. And the, and no procedures or systems, no yeah, no SOPs in the business. So what ended up happening was I was noticing that business owners were actually getting more stressed out by their first hire. So I was watching this and went, no, there's got to be a better way. So I started by out tasking. And what I mean by that is I would say, okay, well, what's the one thing that I wish I could get rid of this week? Okay, editing a podcast, just for example. Let me just find someone who can do that one job and that's it. And then I would just give them the job. And if they were really great, they would come onto the team permanently, but that's all they did. And I did that with my web guys, my automation team, my design team. And I just started out, out tasking little pieces along the way so that I could get used to how do I hire them? Uh, what mistakes did I make when I was hiring? What procedures and systems do I need to put into place? And from there, then I was able to really start to, you know, either take them on in a, in a part-time or a full-time capacity or understand now this is the kind of person that I need to bring on full-time. So like in my capacity of of, high, of outsourcing stuff, it's mostly been in the Fiverr, Upwork and- Freelancer. Uh, uh, for well, free yeah, other freelancers and other. There's another service I used um, in the area called uh, Penji uh, for a graphic design. So you know, for me, it's it was more about like I, I got to get this thing done. I could do it, but I'm gonna invest like two three hours to like make it look good like maybe you know whatever that is whether it's a website design layout or uh graphics or or something or or logo design like yeah i like i know i could do it but like i'm gonna spend probably 8 10 15 hours in a week to like get there and mm. and not invest that time elsewhere doing the other things i'm supposed to be doing or would probably rather not be doing you know doing less of instead of just like oh i'll just get to play with the, the logo all day that'd be great or play with the website all day and go down that route habit hole. So giving yourself up to, to going somewhere else, or in the case of my co-host, uh, Jennifer's company, like Sparent.co, uh, going and, and saying, okay, well, this is what I, this is what I need. And, and I'm okay that like, yeah, it might take three days to get there, but I've only spent like 15 minutes across three days to get there. Mm -mm. Actually, I've got a question for you, Jen. Do you, because this is your wheelhouse, right? This is your zone of genius. Do you see a lot of business owners not handing tasks off and putting it under the guise of, I, I can do it, I, I can do that, and procrastinating from doing the things that they should be doing? Oh my gosh, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, the problem a, a lot of business owners have is that they're so used to doing everything that they can't slow down because as soon as they slow down, then more things are going to be, more balls are going to be dropped, more things are not going to get done on time. And so they know they need help, but they get panicky thinking about what it's going to take to make that happen. So, I mean, it's really true. You have to slow down sometimes to speed up. Mm -hmm. So we learned really early on with Sparent because our first two clients, they paid, very excited. They heard, you know, they they were referred to us by other people who knew myself and my, my co-founder. They were very excited. They gave us money. That was great. And they never never slowed down enough to work with their spirit. So mm. we learned that we needed to, we had to have a 
a much longer onboarding process. So we had to be much more involved along the way and really be their guide. So we had to, you know, really force them to slow down and give them very specific things on how to define the tasks that can be handed off and then prioritize those into the top three. And then we're going to look at the skill sets needed that to fulfill those tasks and the amount of time estimated to have those tasks done, how frequently those tasks need to be done. And then we match that, you know, we're matchmakers at Sparents. We match them with a, a Sparent or Sparents that could fulfill that for them. And then beyond that, we have to really talk to them about how to communicate because communication is the key. And we're at their will, right? So if, if you want to communicate once a week on Zoom with your Sparent, that's fine. If you want to do text messaging, emails, whatever it is, but just, you know, let us know because we can't read your mind. And we Mm. know what works best for you. Do you want daily check-ins, weekly check-ins, whatever it is. And usually it's more frequently in the beginning. You want to check in with your, your uh, clients a lot in the beginning until that trust factor is formed. And also just, you know, you have to give your virtual assistant or virtual team time to get to know you and your business and your work style. Even if they know the tools and the platforms that you use, they may not be familiar with exactly how you use them. And mm -hmm. so I think in my experience, it takes about three to four weeks for that relationship to come to its its fruition, where it's really things are working smoothly. The, the virtual assistant knows your brand, your company, your workflow. Everybody's comfortable with each other. Communication lessens. The trust is there and everybody is happy. So it takes a little time for, for that to develop. But once it does, it's um, it's a beautiful thing because you are getting those administrative and repetitive tasks off your, your plate. And then you can focus on bringing in business, establishing strategic partnerships, all the things that you need to make your company profitable. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, I think so. so. I have a question. So, so we talked about the stress level, right? And that's when yeah. that's like a determining factor of when you should probably start to look to unload some of that. I guess my question is, is what level of, of money, like monetarily speaking, should you be looking like to, to do that? Right? Like day one, when you're making $0, like, is it, yeah, the, everything's stressing you out, but is that the, is that the right time necessarily? Day one, no, I would say no. Day one is not the right time. Uh, we see clients come in when their business is established, they're making a profit, they have good momentum, but they're um, they're stagnating a little bit and going to the next level. And that's typically because the business owner no longer has the time to dedicate to getting out there and capturing new business because they're too bogged down in the day-to-day -day operations. So I loved what Sam said earlier, speaking of operations, um, you know, the standard operating procedures, the SOPs that she mentioned, it's so important to have those in place as well as really good, efficient systems because once you have those in place and documented, you're going to get more mileage out of your virtual team because they're going to be able to work. Um, their work output is going to be so much more efficient than if you didn't have anything documented and your systems were a mess. And they can certainly help you. you know, we certainly help put some you know, better systems in place. Um, so that might be the tasking, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the tasking. So some people just need to, you know, get that piece in place first, and then they'll end up, you know, saving money in the very long term. Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump in, and I know that we're okay with this to give yes. a different perspective. I love it. Of course. I think that day, like day one, taking someone full time, I get that that's probably not the thing to do. However, I also see so many people getting bogged down in things that they really don't know how to do, mm -hmm. and end up not making money for weeks and months on end. I'm a big believer if you set yourself up properly that if you can take someone on day one to speed the process up, then it's actually a smarter move. So let me give you an example of that. Joe, you already know I'm not the most techie person on, <laughs> in the world. I can get I can get in and out of WordPress, no worries. I can do a few things here and there, but it really isn't my thing. So for me, when I first started my coaching program, I you know I had the I had this idea. So what I did was hired someone to build out my automation exactly how I wanted it built out. You know, my sales forms, my, you know, payments, my website, all of that done at the same time that I was on the phone getting the clients. So in day one, 
by the end of the first day, I had 10 clients because I was the one that, you know, my zone of genius is getting out there and marketing and sales. So doing that. So I think that you really need to weigh up what, what the virtual assistant is that is going to be helping you and what is it that you're trying to achieve? Like what is that outcome that you're trying to achieve? You know, if it's, if it's hiring someone to make your social media look a little bit more prettier and yours is okay, then probably on day one, it's not a wise investment. However, you know, if I had have tried to do the tech on that, I could have still been trying to do it a month later. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't have had any any clients. So I think that it is something that you really do need to think, what's the outcome I'm trying to achieve and how can I do it the fastest and the most, uh, you know, the lean way at the beginning? Great. I, I agree. You made a yeah. very good point. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're looking at you, because you don't necessarily have those mundane daily, weekly tasks right out of the gate, right? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, and, and being able to hire somebody on a Fiverr or Upwork or somewhere that can just get you like, I need, I need a website like right now. Like, it doesn't have to be amazing, but, uh, but it might only cost me a hundred bucks, you know, to like, at least I have the thing so that I have somewhere to send the people that I'm going to go get and get the money. Um, and I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times with clients that I've worked with, like, you know, in the coaching process, like worry about getting the money first. Like mm-hmm. all the other stuff is not as important as like, if you're not bringing in the monies, then none of this all stuff matters. And it's, and it's so easy to like, Ooh, shiny thing. Like, Ooh, I can make my website a little better. And Ooh, if I just invest a little more time or I watch this video and that video, and then I'll learn how to do this and I can do it myself. Like, it's not that you can't, but like, make that your hobby rather than like how you're going to make the money if that's not what's actually going to bring in the money. Oh, absolutely. And I think the biggest thing here to remember is just because you can do it doesn't mean that you should do it. Like if that was the title for this episode, like I think well, that- I can that, edit it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just because you could do it doesn't mean you should do it and you know jen i know that you'd be seeing this all the time yes uh, yeah it, it's I, I think it's actually on our website even we say something along you can do everything but it's exhausting i think that's what we mm. say because it is mm. exhausting to do everything and in terms of more uh, symptoms that you might need to outsource. In fact, we had a client onboarded this week. And one of the things she said to us is that I'm starting to drop balls and I'm not the kind of person that drops balls and they're not even necessarily visible, like client facing, but I know that I'm dropping them. Like I'm not, mm. I'm not getting back to clients as quickly. I'm, you know, I forgot that I needed this uh, proposal signed, you know, the little things that are just uh, starting to slip. And she was smart enough to realize that it was a symptom of a, what could become a much bigger problem because her, her business does have great momentum. It's growing really quickly. She's yeah, she's a superwoman. But she was smart enough to be like, you know what, I, if I don't get help now, then um, my good reputation is potentially going to be tarnished because one of these balls that I'm going to drop is going to be client facing and it is going to be a big deal eventually. Mm. So yeah, watch those balls because, you know, as business owners, we're, we've got a lot in the air. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's so important to realize that, you know, you, if you're dropping the balls behind the scenes, do something about it at that time because otherwise then you know you can hurt your business more so think about outsourcing and bringing those team members on as an investment to growing your business because you know if you can climb a mountain on your own it's not a very big mountain right (laughs) oh god i've got all the quotes happening today (laughs) yeah you are the you are the quotable host today well so okay so here here's we're gonna spend it so what's what's some of the cons to to having a VA and I, I'd like to start because while I have a couple of, of VAs that I use for like graphic design stuff like that I like them I like the people I love their story and everything but they don't speak English very well so there's a lot of miscommunication that happens but they don't end up charging me for that miscommunication they just carry on and get it right and and keep tweaking and keep working at it I would also I'd also say that a con is like the less you want to spend on a VA the more time you're going to have to invest in making that VA be able to work. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause you're like, Hey, like I, I got to come up with the whole idea and everything like, okay, so it's only gonna cost me $10 to get this image done. But like, I got to like literally like sketch it out. 
like on a piece of paper, take a picture of it and be like, that's what I want. Or, or, you know, sending a, a, like a bunch of examples of like exactly what you're looking for versus like, Hey, I got this idea. Like I need this thing. And I, here's like, like a one short, like sentence or paragraph on it. And then they just go and come up with an idea versus, you know, where it costs me hundreds of dollars versus like 10. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think I think communication is, can be an issue, uh, you know, depending, you know, particularly if you're using overseas help and English isn't their first language, there could be written or verbal communication issues. I've heard the opposite too. It just kind of, I think, depends on who you find. Uh, they probably have, <laughs> I'm sure, varying degrees of communication skills. With Sparent, we use all US-based Sparents, um, so it's not an issue with us, but we don't charge $6 an hour either. So <laughs> you know, it, it is kind of uh, you, you. There is a there are a lot of uh, levels and different VA services out there, and they they range from you know single dollar amounts an hour all the way up to you know I've seen as high as seventy five, eighty five an hour mm. for you know specialty skilled VAs. So you kind of just have to find one that fits your budget and the style and what you're what you're looking to fulfill. But yeah, Joe, I mean it. It that's frustrating. I mean the communication because again it's like you're this is a convenient service that's supposed to be saving you time so when it immediately costs you more time that can be very disheartening and and can turn you away from it but i'd say even in that situation kind of you have to keep trying yeah i think that you've raised a really good point jen and i want to go back and touch on it because it was really really important is understanding your style as a as a person as a business owner and hiring to that because, you know, I'll have clients come to me that are very new in business. They don't have any systems and procedures. They don't have any experience in handing off tasks or jobs to people. So, you know, I would say to those people, if you've got no experience, I would tend to hire someone that is more, you know, local, even if, you know, just so you can pick up the phone and speak to them or jump on Zoom a lot easier. You know, someone that is maybe home, you know, looking after their children that is used to working in corporate and, and being able to understand these kinds of tasks. So you'll be paying them more, but in, you'll get the outcome that you're looking for. Again, we're talking about the outcome. And, you know, for someone like me that's been hiring staff for, you know, 25 years, I've got my systems and procedures. I know how to hand tasks off. So for me, I'm okay with hiring someone in the single digits, knowing that I can say, open this file in the Google folder. You know, the whole, the, the SOP is there. You just follow it. So you need to know where you're at in business as well. One of my uh, one of my favorite VAs that I also worked with was uh, out of Colorado, and and uh, she she was a. Um uh, paralegal and uh but she was she you know she had stepped away from that a few years so she had was very capable but she was also a lot more money to like get certain things done and and it was like okay well that i'm okay with that because I, i'm i know i'm gonna get like quality work and you know you also have to be um cognizant of the fact that like you're gonna end up spending money just like going through the process going to the sop to to get them where you want them to be so like i remember being like really nervous I'm like i don't have like a ton of money and she's like 15 dollars an hour uh totally worth it but like i can't spend two hours like talking on the phone and like working through it you know what i mean like just trying to work through ideas and stuff because it's like it, it adds up very very quickly so but you have to get you know you have to be able to get comfortable with that to a certain degree of like if you know because you're investing in that person at that point right yeah. it's not just the task you're not investing in the task and the outcome of the task you're investing in the person well yeah. and, the, and one thing that we haven't brought up that i think is so important is valuing our own time so if you're mm -hmm. looking at in your case joe the the va that you liked was 15 dollars an hour i would hope that you don't value your time at $15 an hour as a business owner, you should be really cognizant of the value of your time because you can always make more money, but you can't <laughs> make more time. Okay. 100%, oh, absolutely. absolutely. 100%. But at the time money was very tight. <laughs> so I was very cognizant of, uh, of the money as well as the time. I get that. I get mm. that. Yeah. So, so yeah. So is there any last thoughts, uh, either of you'd like to add to, you know, why you should think about getting a VA, why you should think about pumping the brakes on a VA or what 
specific kind of EX. I mean, obviously we went over quite a bit and I, I don't know if anybody, either of you want to button up anything before we move on to the next, uh, next session here or next segment. segment. Yeah, That's I, what I'm I think that, and I know that Jen, you can probably add on to this quite easily, but really understanding who it is that you want to hire. I think that it's a really great, I, and I advise all of my clients and anyone who's listening to do this is to, to take some time out, sit down with a coffee or a glass of wine or whatever else and actually write out all of the tasks that you do in your business like seriously like the everything it'll be a really big list and then start to to put them into different areas like I don't mind doing this or I'm an eight or a nine or a ten out of ten at this I'll hold on to this but this these things that I'm going to circle in red I'm a one out of ten in or they take me ten times longer than they should be or someone else could be doing it better and start to have a look at what are the things that you can start to outsource and you know by handing over those jobs how much time then does that give you in your business and and if that gives you, if you're handing off those jobs, it takes you, you know, 20 hours a week. What can you do in that 20 hours to not only cover the wages or what you're spending or investing in that VA, what can you then, you, you know, do to bring that money in plus usually 10x more? Yeah, I think those are excellent points. And the only thing I would add is, you know, respecting that you're probably afraid to make that leap into working with the VA um, to take a little bit of that fear away. One of the great things about working with the VA or a virtual team is that it's sort of on-demand help, right? So you don't have to pay for anything that you don't need. So you can really start with five hours a month and see what that is like and get just get a feel for it and mm. start the trust process and then add more hours along the way as you feel more confident or is that your budget allows. I mean, you really don't have to go from zero to a hundred hours of a virtual. <laughs> you you can you can really uh, take your time and try it on for size. So it doesn't have to be a, a real scary process. Mm, that's such a good point. And that ties into what you said right at the beginning, Jen, that you'll probably in that five hours a month get very addicted to it. <laughs> once, you, once you've started handing off the horrible task, it's very easy to keep handing them off. It's so easy. Yeah. Yeah. You'll feel lighter. You'll be floating. You'll feel so mm. light. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, so we, we put in, uh, we have like another segment that we like to talk about, which was the, uh, the bad business reviews. And apparently somebody put in a, an article from CNN, uh, Jen, you're, you're laughing or yeah. is it, was this you that put this in here? Yeah, it was Jen. <laughs> well, I just, I saw the article and I, and you know, I, I thought the outsourcing topic might be a little dry or, you know, the word itself is kind of boring. So I was like, well, let's, what can we do to pepper this up? So I saw this article on CNN about the new uh, Samsung Galaxy Z Flip. Z, Z Flip. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. I'm intrigued. I'm looking at it. Uh, I think they debuted it uh, during the Oscars. It's yeah, they like leaked their own phone. Yeah, yeah. They uh, leaked the phone. Before the announcement, which I think the announcement is either today or tomorrow or something. Okay. So I'm just looking at this going, hmm. It's also very expensive. For, it's uh, <laughs> $1,300. Uh, to, to, to get the, the clap to get the clap back. No, thanks. <laughs> To get the clap back. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, because you like you, you get mad if somebody just like snap the phone together. Uh huh. For for the young for the for the you know look up flip phone for anyone who's under the age of like I don't know fifteen twenty. Yeah, I used to have that Motorola Razor. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> of so, course everybody did. They were like you know free at one point basically. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, is this cool? I think I wrote, is it hot or not? But then I was like, uh, is it coolish or foolish? <laughs> um, what do we think? I, I'm not, honestly, I'm not sure what I, I think, but I, I'm very afraid to go out and purchase something like this because I feel like it has the potential of being a joke in like three or four weeks. Like people could be laughing at it, you know, just, uh. oh, she got that phone. <laughs> so, so motorola has the razor back you know the razor's back and and uh it was recently said that like they put it through a machine and they could only get the full twenty seven thousand times before it broke <laughs> so okay. that's not that's not very much considering how many times a day i go like this to my phone 
if you you know if you had to flip it open uh you know like thir- say 30 times a day like you're gonna hit that in in less than two years the twenty seven thousand, mm. uh-huh. and 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 it's like a thousand dollar phone so it's not like it's even like oh well you know it's like three hundred and fifty bucks like it'll last two years and you get a new one no big deal yeah this uh so the the galaxy fold the one that broke last year and then they recalled it and then came back out with it that's a two thousand dollar phone that turns into like a tablet i'm not a female so for me i mean i i mean some female is this a girl phone well here's the thing right they have smaller pockets like in jeans right yeah i like the size of this phone so that Mm. so that's my question does this does the size offset the fact that it's like a starting at a thousand dollars okay can i do a sidebar comment on the price go for it okay i I'm so sick of people complaining that we spend a thousand or more dollars on a phone because it's not a phone. I mean, it is, it has phone capabilities, but it is a powerful computer camera, Mm -hmm. video, uh, video camera. I mean, it is, like I have no problem because I'm so wealthy. <laughs> That's not, no, I, have, I have no problem dropping a thousand plus on on a phone because it's not a phone. It's a computer. I mean, I run mm. my I run my business off of it. We all do. Yeah. Stop mm-hmm. thinking you're buying a phone for a thousand dollars. You're buying a computer that fits in your pocket for a thousand dollars that you cannot live without for two seconds. You're it's a mm-hmm. bargain at a thousand dollars. I could I'm, not I'm, agree more. Could Oh, not agree more. Thank you. I thought I was gonna. Yeah. Be, I thought I was gonna no. be have another controversial. No, no, no. That's, I say that all the time. I'm like, hang on a minute. They're exactly the same. It's a computer. It's a phone. It's a video camera. And if we were buying all of those things 20 years ago, it would be way more than this. I mean, and what and would we the want? computer didn't even have the capabilities that we have. You know, with the, with our smartphones. So we have a camera. The camera alone is better than what a thousand dollar camera used to used to be 10 100%. years ago. Like what more, what, how, what greedy beasts are we? How much more do we want out of our pocket technology? Everybody calm down and cough up a thousand dollars if you want this thing. Oh, okay. Well, what I would really like is someone to cook my dinner. Like seriously. I like. Okay. okay. If, if, if it cooked my dinner, then it's all yeah. over. All right. You can, See? You, can, you can charge whatever you want for it. So my problem is not the price with this phone. Absolutely not the price. My problem with this phone is that is it too different? Is it too weird? Do we uh, need it? Do we need this phone? <laughs> well, the size it really comes down to size, right? Because like, and that's why I was size. going back to the to the the female aspect of like the smaller pockets. So you know, to be able to like like clamshell it and assuming if i haven't actually like watched like marquez brownlee's yeah mkbhd's video on this yet i'm sure he has one but you know so but like does it fold actually flat or is it like triangle ish right and i have a question does it have a crevice where crumbs and dust and dirt can get in there probably looks like it yeah I can't deal with that. That's gross. Yeah. Yeah. I I think more for me personally, and when I think about the way I use my phone, I'm tapping it all the time because, you know, I want to take an image really quickly or I'm just checking my notifications or whatever it is that I do. I I just think for me personally, opening a phone is so 1996. I, 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 I tend to agree with you. The only exception I would say to that is I do miss... And I'm sure a lot of people do being able to slam the phone down on somebody when you hang up and get that satisfaction of the slam. That, Why does that, that not surprise me about you? I mean, I mean, this technology has taken this the simple pleasure away from us. I'm just thinking this fold up phone. I might be able to get a nice smack, you know, as and it's, it'll be equivalent to a, a hang up, a, a strong hang up. So that's the only thing. I, but I but I agree. It's like it's kind of a lot of work to just keep flipping it open every two seconds. Because mm. I think I, we use our phones in a different way now. We're, yeah. we're on them all the time. You yeah. know, back back in the nineties, we weren't 
on the internet when we had our phone. We were only calling and texting and maybe playing Snake. <laughs> that was yeah. it, you know. Now we're yeah. on them constantly. So I, yeah. I I don't know that it's that practical for the way that we use our phones. Okay, so we are are we a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I guess we're a thumbs down on the Galaxy Z Flip. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean the the fold I'm more interested in because it tur- it takes your phone and turns it into a tablet versus like it takes your phone and turns it into half size of a phone with a little like screen on it on the outside. I it looks I like love, there's I love no how they're just spinning thing. it around. Like, I was gonna to say it, it looks cool. kind of cute there. <laughs> you know, it's purple and it's dancing. You know, that's kind of cool. Uh, it, it is. I, you know, like I said, I'd rather have a phone that turns into a bigger screen and a tablet. But like, we're still far away from that being like not a two thousand dollar thing. And again, it's not that I wouldn't. You know, and I, I'm in the same boat. I think that the the rub about the the phones is is people are still used to the idea that I'm going to buy a new phone every single year because that's the way it is. But the fact of the matter is, is that Moore's law has taken over and phones aren't advancing as fa- as far as like the processing power is advancing mm-hmm. very fast anymore. So the idea and and, and the applications haven't caught up for sure. So, right. you know, like if you have an iPhone 8, OK, it's like three years later now and you probably don't feel the need to upgrade unless you want the better camera right. like mm-hmm. or the bigger screen or or get rid of the home button or something like something that's a little more I don't want to say arbitrary, but a little more specific than just like, well, if I keep this phone past the first year, it's going to be slow within within like a month of the new up, the new one coming out. It's going to start to because the new software comes out, everything advances and your processor's older. And it's like it's it's like not even close as far as speed goes. So, you know, to, to look at like a thousand dollar phone, it's like, well, it's not. Impo- I mean, I spent a thousand dollars on the iPhone 10 and I would have honestly kept it longer if uh, if if I didn't want the better camera, the wide angle camera, which, you know, with having two kids like literally sitting right in front of you having a wider angle i can be right there and not be like zoomed Mm. in on their face yeah no the folding thing i you know like i said phone to a tablet yes i'd love to know i'd love to know if uh the audience is fascinated by this phone at all if they're if they're pro this phone or not and also i'd like to know how how much people conduct their business on their own personal phones my guess mm. is it's quite a bit mm-hmm. um but i would love to know i know i i talked to a woman the other day at a networking event and she has a, a travel products like a travel backpack thing for women and she runs her whole business on her phone like no computer it's wow. all the shop and mm. everything it's all through her phone wow. and i was that's like, the dream Wow. Uh, Yeah. I was like, yeah, she's definitely like a nomadic, a digital nomad. That's awesome. But I was like, yeah, I bet a lot of us run quite a bit of our business on our phone without even thinking about it. Maybe it seems like second nature. So I'd love to know that. I'd also love to know as a business owner, what your stress level is on a scale of one to 10. Are you above an eight or are you below an eight? Mm. I'm I'm so curious. I have so uh, many questions. We, <laughs> we, will, we, will, we will get them answered for you, Jen, at some point. I, I promise. I hope so. It's the endless quest to, to answer Jen's question. What <laughs> happened to John Bonet Ramsey? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Please tell me I'm going to find out before yeah. I die. Well, so if you keep doing questions. this show, maybe we'll find so out. Many <laughs> so many questions. So yeah, so uh, it's funny. It, you know, it's funny you mentioned that though about running your your business from like a phone or a tablet. Like when we were looking at the shop, when I was looking at like new computer systems, you know, that was the number one thing. Like it has to be able to run on a mobile browser or any browser for that matter. And uh, so I should be able to pull it up on my phone and it work perfectly. I should be able to pull it up yeah. on a tablet perfectly. Com- Absolutely. You know, Mac, Windows doesn't matter. It doesn't need special software. Doesn't need you know like it can run Chrome browser. It doesn't matter what it is. I should be able to get access to that information. And fortunately for us, we we found one. And like literally, I could, I mean, it's a bit of a stretch to run the whole shebang off the phone because it's, you know, it's a small screen and everything, but you could totally do it. Like, mm-hmm. and I do mm-hmm. it like create tickets and check invoices, make email invoices, everything straight from the, the software in the cloud. I mean, so it, it's not impossible, but like that's totally. the thing. Like, oh, and, and look, when you're looking at like, when we were looking at it, 
you know, I was trying, I was trying to be convinced that like, well, we should look at this other system because it's been around for 30 years. And I was like, right. And it has to run on windows and it has to run the special software to, to be able to connect to a server that we have to host. And it's going to cost like 70 grand out of the box. And I'm like, why? Like there's, there's mm-hmm. web-based products that are like a hundred bucks a month. Like this is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, uh, so yeah, answer those questions, please. So Jen, um, doesn't get angry. He doesn't have an aneurysm. Cause she can sleep answers. at night. Yeah. <laughs> gonna keep me up at night. I'm not going to go to bed till I get an answer. So before we get to our one cool thing, we should talk about what's grinding our gears this week. And I know Jen has. <laughs> Jen is always, she's going to have me laugh at you again. This box out on the spreadsheet. Very first time. in advance. <laughs> Jen, you, you, you got the floor, girl. Um, oh, I'm starting? Is this... Okay, well, yeah, I mean, you're the one that wrote something this week. I have something to okay. go, but you, you can go for okay. it. Okay. I have a problem with people that do Facebook Lives or any kind of live video. Per, okay, I'm going to be very specific. Particularly when they're giving me life advice and their bed is not made. They're, they got dirty clothes on the floor. Like there's cups sitting out, stale food. Like it clearly they haven't vacuumed in a really long time. I'm not really trying to pass a lot of judgment here, but if you're going to be inspiring or giving me advice on life, get your life together. Get your one room together. I mean, you can't not see, you see your own background in the camera. How can, if you're not embarrassed, if you have no pride, (laughs) then how can you possibly dole out life advice? Can we just get real? Can you just, maybe your, maybe your move is to just tell people you don't have your crap together. Okay. Like just be honest. I mean, we can see you haven't changed your sheets in a long time. I mean, I just don't want to look at your disaster of a life. I mean, just clean it up a little bit. I just, how many, how many life coaches are you following online? I, you know what? You just, you, you, you catch them. You're like fascinated. You're like, what is this person saying? Hmm. Or, you know, you get recommended a YouTube video or something. I mean, it's not that much. I'm just saying it's out there. And I just think people could just pay attention. And maybe it's even a good business move. If you're going live regularly to maybe put some thought about your background. I mean, you don't want it to be distracting, but you also want it to reflect who you are as a brand or a business whilst I'm, I'm not telling anyone not to be authentic, God forbid, but you know, I think it's, it's worth thinking about. Absolutely. I, you know, I spend a lot, like, I mean, I know right now I'm in my laundry room. That's why you can see like these I pictures. I better not see any dirty clothes on the there, floor. There is no dirty clothes on the floor uh, at all. But if I could be in my office right now, like it's one of those things where it's like, even if you watch like my older videos from like four or five years ago, like I intentionally set my room up so that my camera was facing deep into the room, yeah. had certain pictures, had certain like accolades and things that were like intent. Everything's intentional. I mean, even in my office, like I, I would like, to turn my desk so that like my turntables are behind me and all my record albums and the books and everything were behind me but unfortunately the way that it just isn't it doesn't work out for me right now but even then i still have like the super joe pardo box that says my name like in the background like it's not super prominent but it's it's back there and uh yeah i'm real like melissa didn't really get it either but i'm like no no like the background is so important i know this is not ideal but um okay. but at least it it's away from my daughter so yeah, it yeah it's be louder it's not distracting i'm not saying it has to be elaborate and you have to you know do a whole design redux i'm just saying just be cognizant of it because i'm paying attention i'm looking i'm like i'm not listening to what you're saying i'm looking like what's that on the floor <laughs> judging you that's what, what you're is, saying what is that what's dripping down the wall i don't know which is and i'm gonna jump in here because i <laughs> decide when i saw what your topic was today Jen, <laughs> I, and i had to grind my gears today i'm like no i'm gonna save that for next week because i want to give a different perspective on your grinding don't be scared of me seriously i'm so i'm under five foot i am so not scary at all (laughs) jen's not much taller I think that those people are still maybe inspiring other people that might be busy mums. They might have a, uh, they might have something really inspirational to say that maybe you're not their target market mm-hmm. and that it could be a mum that has just had her kids like hanging off her legs all day. And there is another mum that's just not holding it together. That's like, oh my God, it's not just me. So I think that it depends on the application and what that background is. But I don't 
don't think that a background should hold anyone up from picking up their phone and saying something that could change someone else's life. And I'm just saying this as well because I've got the most boring background behind me today because I, because I do my business a lot on the road. So this year already, I've been since the 1st of January, we've been out of home for three weeks. We're not going to be home for another three or four weeks. I never know where I'm going to be. So I'm not going to bring us some special background with me. You know, to put up to make for a special background. I also I don't see your underwear. I don't see your underwear on the floor. There is no underwear on the floor. (laughs) There's not. But I would just I would just hate for someone to and and in saying this, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't like people doing Facebook lives in bed. Again, I'm not their ideal client because yeah. anyone that does a Facebook live in bed is not my ideal client. But they also they probably have some sort of you know audience that that thinks that's really inspiring because they're authentic and they're doing something in bed. So uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> you're you're much nicer than I am. Uh, some of these people just need to get off the air. Just get off. Just go oh, away. Geez. Go away. Oh well. Wow. Take a class. I don't know. Just. Go, go volunteer somewhere. Go a folding, volunteer. A folding class. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, just because you can go live doesn't mean you should. I realize I'm opening uh-huh. this up right now yeah. for a lot of comments. <laughs> like maybe we shouldn't be live. You send those I comments to questions at businessgeekspodcast.com. Uh, <laughs> am I the yeah, only one grinding my gears? I cannot be the no. only one. No, I decided uh, not to got- today because I really wanted to add my perspective on that. And I think that that's what I love about this show, that all of us can give our perspective and it just yes. proves that we're all so different. We're all so different. And I just want to say that the grinding the gears segment was not my idea. It was <laughs> No, it, it was wasn't. Joe's it was Joe's, I- Joe's idea. You're welcome. <laughs> I, just, I just came to it like a fish to water. But <laughs> <laughs> if, I had to, if I had to have something this, uh, well, I'm not going to say what I, what I said before the show but um what i will say is you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna punt on this one you're the only one jen (laughs) that's all right i've queued mine up for next week already i'm gonna come out of the gate blazing next week (laughs) all right maybe maybe i will be calm next week maybe i will maybe i will come to this with my rose colored glasses on i will i will give it some more thought for next week to to have something to to grind on but before we get out of here we have something cool to talk about the one cool thing so we now end on a negative note what's everybody's one cool thing this week sam you got you got something yeah i do in actual fact i wanted to share this because i know that we've got a lot of a lot of u.s listeners and I can't use this to its full capacity and you guys are. So I want to live through you. (laughs) So I travel a lot. I don't know if you guys go to a lot of conferences or travel a lot, but there's a website called First Class Flyer. It only costs like, I think $197 to join, but they give you a whole heap of every day you get an email with all of the really cheap business class flights. You guys can get business class flights for like to Europe for under $2,000. Is this the site? Uh, did I get it right? Firstclassflyer.com uh, of Hope's ambitious yes, travelers. First class cost. Yeah, off. yeah. Huh. Um, so they don't they don't give they don't put up flights from Australia. So I can't use it so much. So I want to I want to live through you guys. So get on first class flyer and and have some nice business class trips at the price of coach for me. Just mm. take some photo with your champagne and send it to me. <laughs> that sounds definitely great. sounds, yeah, it does sound great. I will, uh, we'll definitely have that in the show notes for anybody who wants to uh, get some cheaper flights for, uh, for, you know, business class. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Jen, did you have a uh, one cool thing? Yes, it's an app. It's called CamCard, C-A-M-C-A-R-D. Do you guys, am I? I've not heard of it. Okay. It was recommended to me, actually, by Mary Sue, who recommended Rocketbook to me. I am just riding her coattails. (laughs) Um, Thank you, Mary Sue. (laughs) Yes, thank you, Mary Sue. It is a business card scanner that will take your um, business card scanners and then upload them to the cloud and add them to your contact list. It's really, uh, really cool, easy to use interface. There is a, a free option and then a paid option that has you know some more bells and whistles but it's not super expensive i think 
it's about, I don't know, I think it's like 50, 60 bucks a year. But I was having this problem of I was going to all these, I still have this problem. I go to a lot of networking events. I get a lot of business cards and I was like just getting piles and piles of business cards. And I was like, ah, so this is great. It scans it and I don't have to, I don't have to do any of the data entry myself. So it's just a, a nice automating tool and you can get really slick with it. If you use zaps, like Zapier to automate, you can, I think you can upload these to the cloud and then have zap your create a zap to um to put them into your like Evernote email. or something yeah. oh. or, or, or your email whatever email um platform you're using whether it's oh, oh, oh. I use that contact. campaign so does it um, link with does it link with LinkedIn I don't know. It, no, I don't know. I don't think mm. so. I don't think so. I'm kind of new to it, but it's real. I really like it. And I think it's, if you network like I do and you're collecting business cards, this is a great solution. That's cool. Ah, yeah. Love that. Love that. Um, I've been meaning to do that too, because my stacks of cards have just like oh, it's, mm. it gets grown out of control. over yeah. the years. Yeah. And then I remember like trying to find somebody and I'm like, I know I met that person. I'm like pulling out the stack and I'm yeah. like going through card by card by card by card. Yeah. But yeah. Just, yeah. But if you can automate it, you know, have them jump into your, you know, your email campaign program so that your contacts get a nice little email from you afterwards. Like those nice little automations are cool. It'll help you do that. Nice. Uh, that's awesome. So my, mine is why I cried for an hour and 20 minutes this, this, uh, last week. Minutes nonstop. Pretty much nonstop. Wow. Yeah, because the movie's an hour and forty minutes, and That's an and about the first break. like twenty minutes, I know, right? And the, the the first twenty minutes, not so much, but uh, or first like 10, 15 minutes, not so much. But a beautiful day in the neighborhood with Tom Hanks uh, as Mister Rogers, and uh, it was it was absolutely beautiful. It I was wow. Yeah. So if you want a good cry, there's I, there's your good cry. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Like I don't usually like to watch sad movies. Yeah, I didn't realize I was watching a sad movie until we got <laughs> into it. It starts out kind of creepy too. It's it's a very like creepy opening um, that wow. turns into very depressing. Well, oh, I do, uh, I do love Tom Hanks. I do love Tom Hanks. Oh, he's should, fantastic. Yeah. Totally should watch it then. Uh, even though you'll you'll probably you know me. I don't know about you, Jen. You you, you might you might not cry. But like he probably he, that guy deserved. <laughs> I laughed. It was a comedy, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, he was grinding my keys. <laughs> No, oh yeah like oh yeah no i heard that was a real tearjerker so it, it is it is yeah. it is um but yeah so that that's uh that's our show this week you know talking about outsourcing and well as smartphones which i didn't think we would ever actually talk about on this on this show no. but totally worth it thank you so much jen thank you so much sam for taking the time thanks joe and thank you all for for listening and watching us on facebook live if you haven't liked us on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash business geeks podcast. We're actually up to like 288 likes. Uh, so hopefully we'll hit like 300 in just like another day or two. Uh, it's been been growing very rapidly and I've been super proud of the amount of views and all of that. Uh, shout out to uh, Leon, uh, Sam's I almost said Sam's wife. Sam's husband. No, not uh, my for, wife. <laughs> for for uh, wanting to to do our editing and uh, and all of that uh, posting of the podcast version of this show. You can catch us eight o'clock every Tuesday or eight p.m. Eastern every Tuesday. What's that in Australian time? That's uh, uh, twelve p.m. every Wednesday, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. So, oh, you're in daylight time. Or, yeah. You said or, that last okay. last week oh, too. Yeah. Oh, because it's because you're gonna switch back. And we're gonna go. For, uh-huh. It's gonna get confusing. It a little gets bit. confusing when it swaps over. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So you can catch us that time as well. And if you have any business questions, we would love to take them. Uh, you can mail us at questions at businessgeekspodcast.com. Andre, what up, Drabo? He uh, says, "Great show. Thank you oh, so thanks, much." Oh, thanks, Andre. Bro. That's very right. much nice. appreciated. Hey, Andre, yeah. we need a topic. You know, I I would also like to yeah. have people submit topics because ah. as, as smart as we all are uh, we can't think of everything and and plus we want to put out the subject matter that people are most interested in mm-hmm. yeah so if you yeah, have totally. questions or topics uh, send them to questions at businessgeekspodcast.com everybody <laughs> I hope you all have a great week ahead and I look forward to, uh, to next week thanks guys bye everybody <laughs>